0: Welcome to the Nerds Podcast, number 634. Uh, Fun, comfortable tour is coming back. Well, it's never really going away, but uh, the next dates are in Chicago and St. Louis and then uh, New York, Boston, Philly, um, Ohio, I think. Am I in Ohio? Yeah, I think I'm in Ohio. Isn't that sad that I don't even... I'm going to put all these dates. uh, They're all on funcomfortabletour.com. Maybe I should go to the site and see where the hell I'm going to be playing. Because a bunch more are coming in, so if... If you didn't see a city on there and you're like, how come you're not coming here? The answer is I probably will be uh, just later in the summer or at the end of the year. All those will be uh, posted soon. But uh, shows are selling out and we're adding second shows like in Chicago. So uh, grab some tickets uh, if you can at funcomfortabletour.com. And uh, now for the Nerdist Community Board, I I I would definitely love to remind you that my good friend Matt Bronger, who is an amazing comedian, who... Uh, it crushes when he's on At Midnight has a comedy special airing uh, tonight, Friday the 6th of February on Comedy Central at midnight. It's called Big Dumb Animal. So check that out because I love Matt and more people should know who he is. Also, Kurt Braunohler's new show, Roustabout, uh, episodes are available on cc.com and then finally, the last entry in the community board uh, got a nice email at events@nerdist.com. At Uh, from a guy named Michael, who uh, runs a comic book store in Grove City, Ohio. It's about eight miles south of Columbus. And uh, he was having some problems uh, keeping the store afloat, and then found out that he had to close the store because there was black mold in the walls. So he has a GoFundMe to try to move his comic book store to another part of town and put a performance space in there, kind of like what we do at Meltdown. But uh, he seemed like a nice guy, and so I'm throwing him on the uh, community board uh, obviously, and I hope Michael doesn't take this personally, but uh, of course we can make no guarantees about the stuff that uh, that we send out. Uh, I just We just read the emails, and when people seem nice and seem like they need some help or want to raise awareness for a thing that sounds cool, we'll mention it on here. But uh, you can go to Facebook.com slash Impact C and C, and uh, that'll get you to the info that you want, or search for it on GoFundMe.com. It's Impact Comics in Grove City, Ohio. This episode is David Cross, returning to the Nerds Podcast. Uh, He has written and directed and produced a film called Hits, which is geniusly available on BitTorrent February 13th. It's amazing uh, and rad that he is uh, putting the movie on BitTorrent. So get it on BitTorrent starting February 13th. Then share, share, share your media. When you you find stuff like uh, Cross's movie that you can get on BitTorrent, share it as much as possible so that people know because... You are the platform. (gasps) You're empowered. As we get into the Nerdist podcast number 634, guest number 634 with David Cross. Katie, roll the thing.
1: Now entering Nerdist.com. sympathy for you, young lady. <laughs> Enjoy your burrito, everyone. That was it. That was the whole Dave Cross podcast. <laughs>
0: uh, welcome back to the program, Mr. Cross. I think
1: my watch stopped. What? Yeah. It did. Fucking hell. I just replaced the battery in this thing. Now, what if you looked
0: up and we were all just frozen in place? <laughs> I
1: mean, but, but the sound is still coming out. <laughs> Son of a
0: bitch. You can hear my thoughts. Oh, that's... All right. Maybe it was the weather. You know, we're not used to this kind oh, of...
1: Oh, that's what it is. The watch got scared. The watch got <laughs> yeah. scared. Your
0: watch has been in L.A. too long. It's acclimated to the climate. And we are saying because it... it uh, there was
1: a... Uh, it thundered, apparently. Everybody's talking about it. It's all over the internet. <laughs> and, uh, it's like 16 dead as Thunderclap rocks the Southland. Heart attacks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: um, apocalypse!
1: Fuck. Oh, no, I... I'm I,
0: I may have commented on the fact that it was thundering, and that's very uncharacteristic of our fine find. Meanwhile, the rest of the country is immobile. Like, hey, hey, what's happening? Yeah. The skies are turning on us.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing. They're, they're not immobile. They just, you know, whatever the weather is, they just get on with it. Right. And uh... Guys, oh, there good. we go. I my, my, got my watch back. What time is it? It is 4.06. Nice. Great. I guess all it needed was a little bit of... Wind in love. Do you live here now or do you live in New York? Uh, Well, I try to live in New York, uh, (laughs) but um, I pretty much, for the last several years, I've pretty much evenly split through between New York, London, and LA. So, LA, uh, like if I'm not working here, uh, my wife is often working here. So, if I'm not working, then I got to come out and be here. And now I – like I was telling Jonah, for the last couple weeks I've – or month or so, like I uh, am out here for a week riding – I Go home for a week. Come back out here for another week. Uh, I could do the whole Virgin America um, safety music video. The thing. Music video is, which <laughs> the first time I'm sure they played it, they were like, "Guys, we
0: we've got a hit here." No, and no. the thirtieth time,
1: I I'm, I'm, I mean, I uh, I love Virgin, but I'm uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm literally on there uh, four times every seven days, and uh, and it's just. I, can't, I mean, it, it's in my sleep, that fucking thing. <laughs> Who's your favorite? The little Asian girl or is it the Matrix? And now, where you uh, th- 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 to the rap beat. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, Your eyes are glued to the flat screen. Uh, digging the, the, to the rap scene. Uh, is that a... Should something... Uh, the mask will fall. Don't worry. Oxygen flows through <laughs> your head and your nose. And if you're tra- traveling uh, with somebody else, for inst- like a child, for instance. Uh, whatever it's, And then there's like
0: a lot Before you something assistance Right? Yeah yeah Before you something right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before you said, uh,
1: No that's still No now no Under your seat There's a life vest In first yes, class it's located Under your armrest uh, Yeah Whatever God It's like seven Eight zero, minutes for the 0.1% of you Have yeah. yeah. never operated A seatbelt before I mean before. really? Okay yeah. It goes like this
2: I remember someone Tried to start a stink Because the original version Of that was the Animated sequence and it was yeah. like a matador. Yeah. And there's yeah, people yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to say that that was offensive towards Latinos. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. There was a <laughs> well, a matador
1: like, is Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Latinos. Yeah, I know. Are you oh, sure? So, so why don't just delete that person? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I came
2: across it. It wasn't something I saw. Well, you know, out. The, previous, the previous
0: safety announcement was. It was that one. It was the animated one. The animated with yeah.
1: the matador. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I always. He was with I the bull?
0: I only just yeah. heard it. Yeah. yeah, because you're in first class. A well,
1: we it. right. you know, blind. I, you're
2: blind. Uh, <laughs> That's right. You're dealing with that. You're blind. Yeah. You're blind. I'm blind by, to poverty. Uh, we uh, gotta cut that out. Quish has been trying to keep the fact that he's blind secret yeah. for so long. <laughs> he's been doing pretty good. <laughs>
0: uh, but it, it, but that was just the dry voice before they're like. The guy who sounded like he couldn't be bothered to do the thing. Yes. The point, zero, zero, yes. One, you Never. never <laughs> Carl's it goes voice. like this. You fucking idiot. Like yeah. it just. It would very much. Well, a they tone. make
1: even more. They make it. Uh, they're even more derisive in this uh, music video. One, she rolls her eyes. Yes. And she's got her hands, you know, akimbo on her hips. Like, really? Okay. Like, what? At some point, there is somebody who hasn't, and also worn (laughs) their seatbelt, and they'd like to know. Seatbelts don't work like car seatbelts. You have to lift a buckle. (laughs) You hit a button in a car. Now, in case (laughs) we must evacuate, (laughs) (laughs) we got a plan of attack. We got a plan of attack. (laughs) The lights will light on your. Da, dun, da. Oh God! <sighs> I'm gonna, day, I, I go home tomorrow. I'm going to have to hear it again. <laughs> you're <laughs> going to t- start getting the shakes before you have to get on that
0: plane.
2: Uh, Why don't right. you just put some headphones on and not look at the screen?
1: Uh, you can't go past the. I mean, I can put headphones on, but you can't. It's really loud. They jack up the it's volume. True. Yeah.
0: No. It's true. It's totally true. It makes me kind of miss the. Uh, Delta had that red-headed lady for oh, yeah. a while who would yeah, go, yeah. Smoking is not
1: allowed. <laughs> but now and, Delta, I feel like Delta oh, switches it out every month with I their love stupid, that, like... I love that Delta guy. He is, you know, I grew up in the South, and he is the epitome of that kind of white Baptist kind of, like... Uh, he's, his voice is his like, voice this. like this. His voice like this. We are so pleased to have y'all on Delta, where our, uh, you know, he's talking about the people. people. What is his
0: name? What is his name? Richard something? Yeah, the third. It's like Richard. My my great my grandfather founded this airline
1: on uh, just (laughs) chairman CEO of Delta. Yeah, Uh, my my great grandfather uh, founded the peanut. Richard, Richard Anderson, Richardson. absolute perfect southern yeah, name. A, yes, yeah. my name thank is, you so much for flying the friendly skies of Delta.
0: Uh, are you guys writing? Are you doing? Are you writing, Mr. Show, right now? Are you? Are you no, no, talking? I'm
1: doing. Uh, I'm doing a podcast. Uh, I'm <laughs> no, out no. in Hollywood. What? Uh, yeah, my Wait, Hollywood Center Studio. You're really present. Uh, yeah, home well, of, home but, of but, Mad TV. Yep. Um, did you
0: work here? Did you work on? Did you work on Mad?
1: I was a consultant for their first couple months, yes. Okay. Uh, and they took, uh, boy, they were at odds with me immediately. They they hired me for some reason, yeah. and then any of my notes, they just uh, dismissed and and they really didn't care for. Blaine
2: uh, Kapatch, who writes on At Midnight With Us, uh, he has my favorite David Cross at Mad TV story where they're discussing uh, Nicole Sullivan uh, character uh with the i think it was the lady that was at the the hairdresser or like the makeup counter lady or something mm. like that and they were talking about the thing the thing that she would always say and then
0: Blaine describes you uh going uh that's not really a character. That's actually a character trait.
2: And
1: then the EP just going, all right, moving on. <laughs> <Just> totally, <laughs> yeah. They did It's a very valid note. They brought me in. They <laughs> paid me some good money to come in and sort of uh, be at the writers' pitch stuff and and give notes. And they they really and not when I say they, it's the that it was, um, uh, f- the two guys. Uh, uh, there was. Fax and Adam fax and Adam and it was Adam who really didn't care for me i think <laughs> if i if I remember that correctly uh, the taller of the two the the Jewier one <laughs> and uh uh they just there was a there was an early sketch about people who um and it was a bad sketch uh about like bums who go uh, to fine dining restaurants and then eat out of the. They're like foodies, but they're bums, and they so they go oh, to so the have to dumpster the, diving the at the yeah. and they're talking and it was and and it, I can't remember where the sketch went, but it just sort of made fun of homeless people and it was and I you know i'm i'm hardly pc but i was like come on guys there's a bigger thing here you know uh uh you want to make fun of mcdonald's for throwing out all this food or or something there's something more to this than simply let's make fun of homeless people uh dumpster diving and uh that's where the that was one of my first notes when we were talking about it was one of the first sketches pitched and uh and they just they saw me, I think, as just some snotty, <laughs> elitist, Mister Show asshole, liberal <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> and, uh, and it was it was weird. It was a strange, uh, was was conversational. Like 95, the first, right? Yeah, when did they start? I can't remember. 95, I think. So, so that's think
2: like that. right in the middle of Mr. Show then.
1: It would have been, uh, yeah, it would have been sort of uh, probably when we were waiting because we had a lot of downtime. They would, HBO never, literally every single year, they would wait to the last day to let us know <laughs> whether we were picked up. And, uh, and you know, your manager goes out and finds you some work yeah. in between. And they're like, oh, you want to consult on Mad TV? Sure, sounds great. And sure. I knew, you know, Blaine and Patton were there. And no. they're like, yeah, fuck, yeah, this will be great. Yeah. Uh, I mean I was clearly wrong. <laughs> What's the weirdest job that you've ever
0: gotten dropped into because they heard they were aware of you. Like, oh, Dave Cross, he's someone we should probably work with. And you get there and you realize they have no idea who you are or what your voice is and you should not be there.
1: The the immediate thing that's uh, this may not uh, be what you're talking about, but I got booked uh, at a uh, to do stand up at St. Louis University, um, and it was one of the worst gigs, one of the most uh, unsettling gigs, um, and uh, and uh, I got picked up. And you know, you you get these gigs, and the the colleges usually pay pretty well. They're not. Good audiences But you just go Whatever That's probably You know There's a 50-50 chance It'll suck But that's fine They're gonna pay And it doesn't
0: matter If anyone shows up or not Because yeah, they yeah. just Have to spend it's the money It's not
1: right. a discerning audience At all Because right. it's free And it's like You're in a room And you can You can literally Watch people Pass by the open door And kind of <laughs> <poke> <laughs> in And go uh, no. Eh No And uh But it's fine You go look They're gonna give me Ten grand to come in And you know Do an hour and a half Great Alright whatever And so I flew in And I get picked up By the kids And uh Um and I'm riding back, back, to, uh, riding to the gig from the airport, and uh, and I'm doing what I usually do, which is asking questions about the town, about the school, just little information, and uh, so I'm like, you know, what's uh, what's the school like? Tell and you know, describe it for me. Oh, it's you know, it's great. It's a it's a fun school. It's um you know, kind of medium size, and uh, um you know, it's it's uh, the it was uh, America's first Jesuit school, and, uh, and then he goes on? I'm like, well, I'm sorry, what? I'm in the back seat, and they're the there's a guy and a girl in the front. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you said this is a Jesuit school? Uh, yeah, this was one of the first. Uh, Father, uh, <laughs> And I, And I said, uh, you guys know, do you know, are you familiar with my act? Uh, stand-up? No, you're the chicken Popeye guy, right, from Sh- Just Shoot Me? Oh. I was like, uh, yeah, you do stand-up, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, that's why I'm here. I but my act I, uh, it, no. <laughs> and uh and and so okay so that's that whatever I, that's not the that biggest deal and uh and we get into this room that doesn't have a stage like they got those risers and set them up they kind of created a stage and um and it's all metal folding chairs and there's 300 of them with this little kind of row in the middle where they created an aisle and they just set them all up so it's not a theater in other words and um and i go up on stage and i have my uh my table with a pitcher of water and a glass uh on it and i go up and i start doing uh start doing my act you know and uh um and i never or i or very rarely do i alter it it's just like all right well this is what it is and um you know fairly early on there was uh jesus stuff and uh <laughs> and people oh oh i also have to tell you that uh, in there's no exit behind me the the only <laughs> exit, the only exit is a door in the corner, uh, kind of like if i 'm center stage it would be if i 'm looking out it would be uh, you know northwest and it was just uh, uh, a single you know door that opens and it uh, uh, wasn't even a double door, so I start doing this stuff and then people start leaving they're they're kind of Oddly not rude in the sense nobody's heckling, uh, but they just start leaving like we're not, we're not hearing this. We don't want to hear this. And, but everybody leaving at the same time, and I'm talking about hundreds of people and, and it's, the chairs are scraping. And they're not doing it on purpose. It's just a bunch of people. The, they're bottlenecking at, the, at the, oh my God. the door. But about 60 people are into it and start moving up front. And uh and it got really creepy where uh a guy came up on stage and he was really confrontational staring at me, he took the water, poured it into the glass and drank, chugged the whole thing like that was his Christian fuck you to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he blessed the water before he got up. So turned into wine in his belly. And uh, <laughs> and it was really just off putting. I can't I can't put into words how uh, uh uncomfortable it was and just the murmuring and trying to do a set. It was it was Almost like anti heckling, but uh, uh, it was really effective in throwing me off. But then a bunch of people like said, "Like go ahead, do it. This is great." Um, But they were clearly the minority. But uh, um, but that's an example of getting hired for something where like you clearly don't know what I do.
0: I I performed at that university, and and they right before because I went to Jesuit High School, and so they you know I was like oh, and they said before they they said. you know, like, your language can be PG, but, you know, don't say anything about priests and don't say anything about, like, nothing. And I was like, okay. I mean, I, I didn't really care. I didn't really have anything anyway, so I was like, man, that's fine. But then, in the course of the show, you know, I, I mean, I see the, the student who, you know, there's always a student person. It's like a student body organization that mm-hmm. brings you in in book Right. And Acti- the
1: activities. The activities yeah, director
0: maybe. or whatever. And I, I just sort of felt like I was kinda of being hawk eyed by her a little bit just to make sure I didn't So that naturally was kinda of like, I see you staring at me and she's staring at me because I'm and so I started explaining, like, I was asked not to say anything. And then so of course some people aren't like, do it yeah. you know. <laughs> so I was like, No, I don't wanna I I you know, she said I wasn't saying it to get them to coax me to doing it. I was like, no, I was asked not to. I shouldn't have brought this up. Do it, like everyone seems way on board, and so I was like, all right, well, I'll just tell this stupid joke that uh, you know. I was like, my Latin teacher told me this. So if a, if a priest had told me this, the other priest can't be offended. But, like it was a priest. It was just some dumb joke about like you know why is a priest like a Christmas tree? They have balls for decoration, like something stupid like that. But it really, like, 60% of the audience was just like,
1: oh. Like, they were really... Uh, I was like, but you asked me to do this. um, Well, maybe they went, oh, because the joke's not very good.
2: Okay, David, I understand
1: that. (laughs) I expressed it as this
0: was told to me. uh, I know the difference between that's a bad joke and you shouldn't have said what you just said.
1: I'm not so sure.
0: All right, David, I don't appreciate... what was the
1: ride back to the airport
2: like for you, David?
1: (laughs) Uh... It really shook me and I, I remember coming back to and they wouldn't talk to me uh-huh. they they wow. just iced me and uh uh I got back and I remember going to my bar at the time was 7B in, in New York and I uh and my favorite bartender there Jay and I was just like uh I came in and I didn't even go home. I was just like, I got to get a drink. This is, uh, and I sat down. I just had a couple shots and beers, and I was like, man, that was the craziest thing I just went through, and just explained it to him. That was it. (laughs) Jesus. I
2: I rattled enough to go from the airport to the bar. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I don't think I went home. I had my bag, my little duffel bag. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I and and I also but you know, I mean I guess that's their prerogative. It's their school, they can do you know, like that's a private thing if that's what they want, but it just like maybe maybe do a little research mm-hmm. before you have people of course come to your school or organization. Yeah. So that you you suffered from the same thing that Patton suffered from, which is, Oh, I saw him on a sitcom. Yep. He's probably that goofy character. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's happened a couple times, but this was pre uh this was pre shut up you fucking baby, so uh, it would have been I mean there was Access to my TV sets And I had a half hour Special on HBO Oh and I had an hour Special That's right So there was plenty To st- look at And certainly my You know I've been doing That kind of stuff For a long time So
0: That doesn't yeah. happen Anymore though
1: No okay. I don't get hired
0: do <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> t- think They're getting an hour Of Tobias Fiongay <laughs> yeah. uh.
1: Do you have <laughs> Do
0: you have a place In London
1: no, um, but, uh, you know, production will pay for, uh, unfortunately, the exchange rate is so bad, but, um, uh, uh, but I'll, you know, they'll put me up. And I usually go, like, uh, well, now I do Airbnb, but before you just go on, like, uh, you know, with the, the equivalent of, like, a Craigslist or a, yeah. a placement thing where you get a, a, a furnished uh, flat there, you know.
0: Did you, know. you consider just moving there? For a while?
1: Um, if this other project I have uh, it, it, pending with uh, Sky goes, then I will have to move there. And I, I talked to my wife about it. And it's like, there's just no way around it. We're going to have to, because I'm going to have to write it, direct it, uh, and do all the post on it. And it's going to have to be there. So um, it's not the, it's kind of a cool thing. And, and we were also thinking, what if, I have no idea how this works, and this is out of ignorance, but like, what if we have a baby that's born in England do we get all the benefits yeah. of a social democrat you know country and also dual citizenship uh, and
0: sexually transmitted health care
1: <laughs> um, not just, uh, huh
0: you create a baby which basically then like Gang oh, jumps hate. you into the to their healthcare system. Like
1: we, I could maybe glom off of the baby, that right. stupid <laughs> selfish baby, uh, and we can get some free healthcare. Can get
0: some free healthcare. Over there.
1: Uh, I, I've had, uh, I you know, I don't, I I know other people have different stories, uh, and, and some of them are tragic and terrible. But I have had amazing experiences with the healthcare system over there. I mean, just the, the things that would. So bum you out, uh, knowing <laughs> what it's like here and how much things cost. Like, uh, um, one thing, I had an emergency root canal. It's a long story. I won't go into it. it. Was it was it was going through extreme pain? Didn't know what was going on. Ended up having to get an emergency root canal. Uh, going into the dentist. So it's not. Uh, I don't have a regular dentist. Right. They just said, "Oh, you got to go to this place. The nearest place is you know Bloomsbury, and go down the street, and here it is." And went in because uh, i didn 't know what I needed at that point, and I was in a lot of pain and uh and the guy who was supposed to look at it wasn 't uh there and so there was another dentist who wasn 't affiliated with this dentist practice who was down the street, and they did some uh uh whoever was preliminarily looking the, it was like oh my god you you're this is I think this is advanced and they had to go get this other dentist who was just doing something routine. So he was able to leave, he came over, uh, and they did some x-rays and he goes, you need an emergency root canal right now. I'm canceling my other thing. I'm going to do it over here. Um, I'm like, huh, what? And, um, you know, uh, uh, so he gives me the anesthesia and does all this stuff and he does the, the minimal amount of stuff that needed to be done to remove the rotten tooth and, and, um, uh, uh, clean it out and fill it basically. Uh, so that when I got back to the States, I could, you know, I could live with it for uh, a couple months and then the finish it off, get a crown or whatever. Um, but he, uh, uh, so all this shit happened. He's taking the x-rays, explaining things, does the emergency root canal, puts the rod in, does all that stuff, sets it, um, and the bill for that was sixty-eight pounds. Oh, <laughs> <my laughs> <God. laughs> I will repeat that: what? sixty-eight pounds. <laughs> and I walked in off the street, like ah. you know. I mean, somebody had called over from production and go, you know, they they knew somebody whose sister was Jesus. a worked at this thing and went in and and they actually got a guy from down the street who yeah, gave up like one hundred and five bucks. Uh. Sixty-eight <laughs> pounds so for crazy. all of that. And then I had to get the last bit, the last part done, uh, and I was in L.A., and uh, I don't remember what the, the the cost was. It was really just measuring and then uh, ordering the crown and, and, uh, and cementing it on, mm-hmm. and that was – this is somebody who was my wife's uh, family dentist – and I, I'm kind of pulling this number out of my ass. I don't remember exactly what it was. But it was something like $2,700. <laughs> Jesus like, tw- Christ. And, and I was in there. I was in and out in about 35, 40 minutes. Jesus. And this thing was hours and hours of major dental surgery. 68 pounds. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Well, maybe it is a good idea to just move over there and glom off your kid yeah. if you're going to um but then i'm gonna because i i want to take advantage of it i'll have to give myself leukemia or something like that yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) just to feel good about it. it's
0: like if you see a parking space you're like well i don't need
1: to be here but
0: there's parking spaces. i I
1: gotta park here because i can't i can't let this spot again sit and play candy crush
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you are are you doing uh, are you performing in in london a lot when you're over there
1: um, yeah, I try to do sets. I mean, I'm I'm usually pretty busy there. My I'm, my days are filled with uh, well, either writing or when I go back in May, it'll be pre-production then production and and those are you know those are twelve hour days and long. Um, but when I'm doing like pre-production and post on stuff, uh, then yeah, I go and do sets. They have tons of you know alternative fun uh, gigs over there. You know, that you can hop on and I know a bunch of people at this point. And, it's fun. The audiences are great. They can be either. They can be. Uh, uh, I've, my experience with London crowds are uh, the highs are higher and the lows are lower.
0: Okay. Yeah. So they're more express. They, they can give you more, but they can also
1: tear you down more. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really true. Um, but that's sort of if you do like a set at the comedy store or something like that. But if you're doing like the alternative rooms, they're all cool. It's, they're fun. Yeah. Very meltdown-ish.
0: Oh, know. good. Good, good, good. Yeah. I just I've always wanted Although, to spend
1: that might be the greatest audience on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> oh the meltdown yeah. audience? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Like it
0: kinda spoils story. you for it's ridiculous. everything else. I mean it's
1: great, but uh but yeah, I, and LA is just kind of a notch above New York audiences, and New York audiences are great, but LA is just Fucking top! The audience is so good. good. Right like yeah. it's like
2: there's a ton of shows now, and every everyone has a crowd for it, and they're all the crowds are great.
0: Yeah, it's
1: fantastic. I'm yeah.
0: glad to hear that because that was really not always the case, and I, I still tell people when. Someone's like, "Oh, I want to do stand-up." I was like, "Go to New York. Like, don't come to L. A. First. It's a bad place to learn comedy." But
1: do you mean like in the in the uh, standard rooms or the alternative rooms?
0: I think in the alternative rooms, just because I, I, it always feels hmm. to me that in New York you can there's a there's a you can perform for more you can perform more times in a night and there's more just well, regular true. people there's just more regular people that come to shows. I always here I feel like you got to drive you got to park not for sure yeah. you know yeah. but if it, unless but, you're already there because you saw that spot earlier it's true. <laughs> But uh, but I haven't done I haven't been doing the LA scene really for the, for a couple of years and so maybe it maybe it may it's gotten a lot better. I
1: mean, d- don't get me wrong, New York is great, but LA is just super great. Um, I'm
0: glad you have. Hear. Never heard anyone say that before. I'm glad you. Yeah, there it's uh,
1: especially you. I've never heard you say anything <laughs> positive <laughs> about <Yeah>. Los Angeles. <laughs> oh my God,
0: what's happening to you?
1: <laughs> I've really gone Hollywood.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so again yeah, now again some perspective. <laughs> So is it? I'm
0: sure. Are are people bugging you about Mr. Show stuff?
1: Yeah, but that's uh, that's uh, fine and understandable. I mean, I well, Paul F. Tompkins tweeted that photo, right. and then I put something on the Kickstarter page. Uh, I, I had a Kickstarter thing going, and um, and so between those two things. Um, you know everybody, uh, but it's good. It's encouraging. Everybody's everybody's excited about it, and uh, and I can't. Unfortunately, I certainly had hoped by this point that we'd be able to say something, but we can't just yet. It's just not sure. We're not sure where we'll do it, but I I'm ninety nine percent sure we will do something, and it'll be, you know, hopefully. Uh, uh, well, I'll when we have something solid, we'll say it. But uh, uh, yeah, it'll be in the spring out here and uh, we're hoping to do we will do something good yeah
0: because Ackerman was on a couple weeks ago and it hasn't posted yet but he just sort of said like well you know we just uh, just kind of got in a room and just was seeing what that was like again. And, and he we was all like, slipped into our old roles. And <laughs>
1: yeah, he said everyone kind of fell into their old roles, but he also it said... It was immediate. <laughs> it was, I mean, in a really fun way. Uh, we didn't know what to expect. And uh, uh, we've had three of those kind of writer's room meetings now. And uh, um, that first one... And I haven't seen these guys in the same place since I think we did the... Um, Commentary. Uh, Oh, no, no, no. It was when we did the audio read for uh, Hollywood Says No, but um, said no. But uh, uh, that was like, you know, that was a while ago and we had scripted stuff. But but sitting down as writers and, you know, presenting pieces and getting notes, it was – just right, immediately, right back into the same roles and same. It was it was so much fun. I haven't laughed that much in years. And it was it was a lot of fun. But Scott
0: also said that in addition, that what came with that was that, you know, he said, but no one was. Um, there weren't really any insecurities anymore. Like everyone was yeah. totally comfortable. You know, everyone's done. Everyone's done well, and everyone felt
1: like yeah. it, it didn't. It didn't really seem like everyone was fighting to get there. Not at all. I mean, and and Scott's probably the made the biggest leap. You know, uh, I mean, his Mr. Show was basically his first kind of real gig. Yeah. And since then, you know, obviously is uh, um, you know well established in many different areas. Uh, have you been to his restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> which one uh, yeah, the, the ch- comedy bang bang shrimp spicy <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah you know we all came together you know and, and since we last met obviously we've matured and you know there's there's wives and or children and uh, you know it's just a different thing but we were immediately right back in the you know it's like when you go home for Thanksgiving and you know you yeah. got two people in their 40s arguing like they're teens you know <laughs> <laughs> do you feel
0: that uh I mean is it something that you would want to do regularly or is it is it just something that you guys are like, ah, we'll just you know we'll get together and see how it goes once and then
1: i mean don't don't take this to mean anything other than an answer to your question as as you know not that this will happen or we're, we're going to try to make it happen. I would like to I'd like to do this you know annually or every year and a half uh um, part of the problem is i don't i i I don't live here and I don't want to live here and, uh, um, you know, I have a place in the city in New York and I have a place upstate and I much prefer being there and, um, and, but I'd like to find, and Bob's going to be crazy busy with Saul. And, uh, um, I'd like to, I'd like to be able to, uh, know though in advance like, yeah, we're going to carve out these four months or three and a half months, whatever it becomes, whatever it, however it manifests itself and, uh, and go, yeah, every year, every 14 months, I'm going to be in L.A. for four months, and we're going to work and have fun and do this thing, and then I get to go back and do whatever I'm doing. it would be know? awesome.
0: So, But I assume that that's, well, I'm, if I keep asking questions, you're not going to be able to answer them. It, it, if, if it all works out, that, that would be the way that it could potentially work. Yeah,
1: I mean, if, if everybody else can make it work in their schedules, and, uh, um, you know, we... we we both have, uh, you know, some pretty specific projects that we have to do, you know, right. um, and uh, and you know, Bob shoots his thing in Albuquerque, you know, so and he's there for six months a year, so whatever it is. But
0: so when did you start? So did hits? Are you distributing hits? Are you giving it away online? Did I read that properly?
1: Um It's pay what you want. Okay, and it'll be on BitTorrent, um, and this is the first. Uh, it's how do I word this? It's the first movie that's available on BitTorrent that is legal. Right. I guess <laughs> or right. that is I don't know how that shit works, but um we're the first kind of uh I don't know, what do what do you call it? What is that? It's
0: you've oh sanctioned God. it. You've like you you're sanctioning like, you're like Please.
1: Yeah, we're 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 working in conjunction with them. You're to purposely distribute using it. it
0: as a distribution channel as yes. opposed to yeah. The the, first the audience using it as a distribution. Yes, that, chip. that's yeah.
1: that's the best way to uh, put it. And and it wasn't my idea; it was the producer's idea, and they went to BitTorrent, and they were, uh, I was I was blown away by how uh, enthusiastic they were, and like three days later, they had a like a sixteen-page PowerPoint presentation of how it would work, and they had all these ideas. Like wow. it was it was crazy. I mean, I can you know if I had my computer I could show it to you it's yeah. just page after page and we're gonna do this and this and this and like they've were...
2: been thinking and working about like this idea for a while and finally someone came to them with it maybe
1: or they're just perhaps or they just uh, you know got scrambled and were like yeah we have this opportunity because we did go to them yeah. um, uh, but they were so on board like immediately and had all these great ideas That's really and, cool and then the other they're like uh, moonshine
2: runners after Prohibition they're like well, we're ready here we go <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hmm. And uh, then, <laughs> then uh, uh, the 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 pay what you want in the theaters Kickstarter idea self to self distribute came uh, a little later after that.
0: Cool. Yeah. So when do, when when or when are you going to distribute it in theaters? Is it gonna is it gonna February twelfth? Okay.
1: Yeah, and uh, and that is also pay what you want.
0: So how does that work with the theater? You buy you buy a ticket online for whatever you want, and then it's redeemable at the theater. Or I don't work at the theater,
1: Chris. I <laughs> well, can't tell you. You must have thought um, about this. Um, the the uh, I I don't know if you buy it online. I don't know how that would work. Uh, but I guess it'll be li- it'll be like how you go to a movie uh, in in whatever town. And and that's the really encouraging thing is like right now I think we were at. 37 cities, uh, towns, and by the time this thing airs, uh, uh, you know, it could be at 50, who knows, but the the list is really, like, places this would never play. I don't even think about it, like Iowa City. You know, this movie would never play in Iowa City, so it's going to be, it'll play all over the place, and we're telling people to, you know, contact your local theater if you want it to come, and then they'll contact the producers, and we just have... We go in with enough money to uh, rent the theater and pay for insurance and staff and all that the this, this stuff, you know, to pay for a, a modicum of marketing and promotion for it, so people know it's there. and And then the pay what you want will hopefully offset those costs, you know. Right. Uh, and you know, it, it's uh, uh, I suppose you just do it the way you normally do it. It's kind of a brilliant idea
0: because. It's maybe it's one of those movies where people are like, I really want to see that. I, I don't know if I have twenty forty bucks to spend for me and my yeah. partner, but I could
1: spend ten. Well, gay people are not allowed if that's what you're applying. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so they they can sure stay home and out. save their forty dollars. Um <laughs> You changed a lot after St. Louis University. <laughs> it was it was nine eleven. Nine eleven really. Um I'm the I'm the Dennis Miller of me's. Uh, but uh yeah. I mean, that's, that's the idea. And, um, you know, the, the Kickstarter fund is kind of supplementing that thing so that hopefully we don't lose any money. Uh, nobody's under the, uh, uh illusion that we're going to, um, make a, uh, you know, make money off this thing. But this, uh, this model allows it to at least to hopefully not lose any money, but also go out there to a, a ton of places that it would normally never be. And, um, uh fuck what was i going to say uh, uh
0: distributing putting in the Oh yeah the,
1: the, the you, what you have to remember is that sales agents and distributors take a cut so now we don't have to pay that money so we don't have to uh uh you know jack up the price of the ticket or whatever just so we don't lose money because the distributors are taking a cut and so are sales agents so that we've just gotten rid of that those the middlemen, as it were.
0: Yeah did you like Did you like the process of directing a film?
1: Oh yeah, it was great.
0: Really? Because a lot of people, have you, this is your first movie that you've directed. Full, full yeah. Thing. Yeah. Most people kind of have the experience of like it was a war zone and it was intense and it was
1: not at all. I, I mean, one of the one of the first ideas when I went into it when I knew I was going to do it is to. Uh, and I know it's important from being on the other side of things uh, and I've produced a bunch of stuff too so, so that's part of the learning process is to have a fun loose set there's no reason to have anybody be an asshole and I don't want to work with anybody I don't care how brilliant they are they can be the best sound guy the best DP whatever if you're an asshole you're not welcome on the set and you know it's a long shoot for nobody's getting paid anything we're, we're it's a tough shoot, and it's low budget, and, uh, uh, you know, the the two things, that was part of the credo, and then also another important thing was I want to make sure that catering is good. I want to make sure we put good money, some of this budget into, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, fine dining, but I just don't want all these people are busting their ass for no money we should have really nice food for them. We the should catering, have, Catering, you know, like, yeah. to
0: anyone who's making a short film or a low-budget film, have something. Catering is the thing. You want it something that, like, those
2: hobos would go after in
0: the trash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah but, it, but it is the one That's thing that of, the crew, you know, they go, oh, wow. Like, they will talk about yeah, how good the catering it, is. And if the food is good, they will work extra hard and be happy.
1: Yeah, and, and you're asking a lot from a lot of people. And, and you know, we have some fairly, you know, uh, uh, we have some really talented... Bigger names in the in the movie, you know, like uh, – uh, well, not huge names, obviously, but people who are – you know, have worked on $60 million budget, you know, films or TV shows. And you just want – it's the one thing you can do. So do it, you know. Just uh, uh, give them – you know, make sure craft services is good and, and you've got uh, – your catering is good. And um, it's a thing if you have a, a small budget, you can actually affect that kind of, you know – Happiness and uh, and satisfaction, and and because the inverse is also true. Because if it's shitty food, then you're fucking cranky, and now you're <laughs> even crankier for the second half of the day. And um, but it was uh, it was really fun. We had a great cast and crew, and it was uh, uh, there was never any real tense shit ever. And it and you know, and I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy on the set. And We shot up, uh, you know, where I live, and uh, so. You know I knew the area and people had been there and people were crashing at my house and uh um and I think it's kind of reflected you know it's it was it was fun it was it was uh it was quite a bit of fun and you're working with really great uh actors who are skilled at improv and it was it was a blast I enjoyed it what's
0: your favorite do
1: you have a favorite thing
0: in terms of performing and directing and writing and producing
1: uh catering <laughs> you know um uh I don't I mean I think the I I, could, I would say that the thing that I at when everything's done, uh the thing I'm most satisfied with is usually writing. Like that is to me the the hardest of the things to do and to do well and uh um I'm usually that's the thing I'll have the most pride in is the, the writing of, of something. Um but as far as favorite thing to do, uh I mean, they're all good. They're all fun. Uh, I've always felt like acting, like when I did Arrested Development, which I didn't write, that's like that's like paid vacation. You know, I get to go have fun with these other talented, fun people and this fun character to do. And I just did uh, uh, Pitch Perfect 2. I did a week on that. Uh, I did this crazy, not crazy, but just very over-the-top character um and you know, I know the director. I'm, I'm friends with the director, and I'm friends with a bunch of the other people that I got to work with. And it's not anything I would, uh, I'd, I'd seek, you know. And it's not anything that it's it's not a a movie that I would go. Oh, I got to be a part of that. But I did it because I had so much fun. And I, you know, I didn't. All I had to worry about was uh, the m- memorizing the words and hitting my marks and. And they were very uh, encouraging for improv, which is, I assume, why I'm hired for a lot of things. And, uh, and I just had – it was a week of fun. It was Reggie Watts and Jason Jones and Joe Latrulia and all, uh, uh, Adam from uh, uh, Workaholics and uh, just a bunch of it – was, it was a blast. I had, I had a lot of fun doing it.
0: That's know? cool because a lot of times people get weird going and saying other people's words if they're writers because they can't get out of their head – it's like, well, this isn't how I would write this.
1: Well, you, you know, you, I, I still have that kind of, uh, you know, I'll, 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 you know, respectfully say, hey, uh, I had some thoughts on this, uh, and I don't think anybody's ever, I can't remember an occasion where anybody went, uh, um, no, I'm not interested in your notes, you know, uh, <laughs>
2: except at Mad TV. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I did do, I did do one movie where uh, I, I would stray a little bit and the director would go, no, no, just do it the way it is. And I thought that was odd because there was nothing about... Uh, the character wasn't a major character and the, the there wasn't a lot of exposition. So I was like, why Why do I have to say it this way? But okay, you know, it was weird. Um, but outside of that, you know, you just sort of go have fun and they cut what they, they use, what they want to use and, you know, so... But uh, probably directing is the most satisfying at the end of the day I guess uh, actings fun writing I feel the proudest of but directings like wow that's my thing live or die with it you know yeah uh, I get to make the decisions
0: you really are making the thing from- yeah
1: and I it's, a, it's from a script that I wrote so it's it's I have I have yet to direct anything that I didn't write so yeah that might be a different story
0: and the movie is essentially about uh, people's obsession with
1: it's uh, uh you know, sci fi, uh time trippy, uh it's it's uh it's about the ascension of a uh god called Jupiter. He rises mm-hmm. I think you're up
0: no that's a Wachowski's film. You you directed the, hits.
1: Wait, what? Your yeah, name, wait, your yeah, name's you, David Cross. You're David Cross, you're not
0: a Wachowski. I heard people walked out of that at Sundance. Out of Jupiter Ascending? <laughs> yeah.
2: I heard the people
1: at were Sundance. It played at Sundance. Yes. No wonder they walked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: We're going to show you this tight little indie film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where's the Glockenspiel? <laughs> Needs more ukulele. <laughs> a, I
1: thought this was going to look like one extended Prius commercial.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> These aren't
1: weird jobs. Uh. <laughs> Uh, wait, what'd you ask? Hits <laughs> it, it, is basically it. But from what I can oh, tell, yes. it seems
0: to be about uh, like a people's obsession with with uh, with social media and likes and and and
1: views and fame. It, like mostly about fame, fame but you know, using social media as a as a uh, facil- facilitator of that. But um, yeah, it's about it's it's you know in a. Uh, uh, a broader sense it 's kind of about our uh, the culture today and and the obsession with fame and the and the um, not necessarily obsession but just the desire for it and the fame as an end all be all kind of and how it 's not real <laughs> well it is real it it is uh because of all the different uh, conduits to it there it 's uh you know you can be famous from YouTube or vines or tweets or uh, you know, failing at a singing competition on TV, or uh, getting your you know getting kicked in the nuts. Uh, you know that that will make you famous. Or uh, uh, blowing a guy, and then the tape leaks, and now you have a you know multi-billion-dollar cottage industry with your sisters. You know, <laughs> it's that that thing. And then the people that that look up to that thing is basically what it's about.
0: <laughs> I mean, just off the top of your just spitballing like theoretically. Yeah, like if
1: you're if you're um uh, like say your mother's a whore and uh mm-hmm. has no compunction about exploiting their right. children for their own gain and then one of those children is friends with a socialite who got famous and and stayed famous because a sex tape leaked and then decided, "Oh, um you know to her, herself like what if i blow this guy and have him fuck me and then the tape accidentally leaks and i will leak it myself and sure. and then uh and then to extend that into a uh you know where you brand yourself and you have literally no discernible talent and then people children look up to that and um somewhere there's let's say a, a teenage mother you know gets a show called we'll we'll call it teen mom and sure. uh and that be- they pe- they become famous and uh and then they their fame starts to fade and then they go, oh, what can keep me in the news? Maybe I'll let this guy fuck me in the ass and then that tape will accidentally leak. Um, You know, so that's... America is the greatest (laughs) country in the world. (laughs) Just some of these hypothetical... It's a hypothetical.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just just telling ideas. I mean, mean, if you were going to... Achieve fame and certain those could potentially be ways, but they're but no one, would,
1: they're slightly no one would possible. Do
0: that I mean, that's not a, those wouldn't be real. No, no.
1: One of the uh, uh, most, the most infuriating review I got from one of the trades after it screened at Sundance, and it screened well, uh, you know, audience-wise. But um, one of the guys said, uh, or no, I think it was a guy from Paste Magazine. I have to get this right, but. He knocked it for being, uh, like, the, the end, the culmination wasn't plausible. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically that, that it was not plausible. And uh, I thought that was just insane. I mean, like, you're, you're so wrong. And then after, about four months uh, uh, after we screened at Sundance, uh, I, this won't make sense if you haven't seen the movie, but uh, the Clive and Bundy, shit happened and that is a direct thing from the movie i mean we i mean obviously we wrote it shot it way before that happened but but that that reviewer from pace can suck my dick (laughs) the idea and i should i shouldn't say i don't know if it's Pace. i think it's the guy from pace but but uh this idea that he's telling people yeah it's not that good of a movie because this it's just increasingly implausible like you're i i mean we disagree we absolutely disagree but uh, uh and you know the tagline for this um for the movie on the poster is you know uh, based on a true story that hasn't happened yet right oh, and right. uh um i think that guy is just out of his fucking mind that he <laughs> thinks and uh, and i love that the clive and bundy thing happened roughly four or five months after the movie screen <laughs> and he wrote that review like well there's part of it Coming true, you fucking dick, <laughs> telling people not to see my movie.
0: But again, this is a hypothetical. I mean, these are all
1: just. Uh, that's not. hypothetical. No, that's
0: actually a real yeah. thing. That's actually a real thing that happened. So, when the movie screens, at what point are you going to travel? Are you going to go around the country when it screens and do and like do Q and As? And are you going to?
1: I, I am going to. Uh, I'm going to be. Uh, unfortunately, there was there was some uh, unfortunate miscommunication. Uh, it's nobody's fault. It was just miscommunication. But uh, I am uh, locked into doing um, Q and A at uh, the Nighthawk uh, Theater in Brooklyn when it opens up. And I I my I really wanted to go to one of the smaller towns and just show up unannounced, um, but. Uh, I can say this. On February thirteenth, which is a Friday, I will be at a theater that is not in New York and not in L.A. That is one of the smaller theaters, and I'm not going to tell anybody at all. Uh, and I'm going to show up, and uh, and we'll do a Q and A, and you know, maybe take everybody out for pancake breakfast. Uh, I'm not going to say where; I haven't even picked the place yet. But I will. So then, but then I have to fly back to. I was hoping to do more of the smaller towns, but then I have to fly back because I also have to do Saturday night at the Village East in New York. okay. Um, which kind of makes me a bit of a hypocrite because I kept saying, like, I don't want to do New York, and I told people, like, I'm just going to go to these small places, but I can only go to one, and it's going to have to be on Friday the 13th. But, um, yeah. Is, uh,
0: is your wife working on something at the moment, or is she, Are you guys able to travel together? Or do you, do you guys have to? Spend? She
1: just finished her uh, first movie, and she uh, uh, it's such a bummer, because we, we thought we were going to be in New York, I was going to be in New York, so she, uh, she's doing all the posts for her movie in New York. And because of the Mister Show thing, I have to be out here. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's a why bummer. can't
0: Paul and Bob and Scott and Brian like
1: why can't they just go to New York? <laughs> I know, I know. You can get, I can't. You can I can't get, get, Brian get fucking to leave the valley. <laughs> I can't get Bob to uh, you know to leave his kids for five minutes to you, Skype. Uh, you know, it's not. <laughs> I have to come here. It's it's that's how it is, and that's how it always will be. But that's the um, way. but yeah. So Amber is finished uh, directing. Her first film, which she uh, uh, co-wrote, and she starts posting, I believe, like, I I think it's quite literally the day I start on the Mr. Show thing officially, which will be mid-February.
0: Ah, shit.
1: Yeah. She'll she'll be be able to come back and forth, but, uh, yeah, it sucks. It's a fucking bummer. And, Yeah. uh, um, yeah, it's a bummer. But she'll be – once I I go to London on May 5th and she'll – she should be, you know, uh, uh, close to getting it finished by then. And so she'll be in London with me for a couple months, which will be Oh, that's good. At
2: least on weekends, are you guys able to kind of find just a couple days here and there to meet up?
1: Um, uh, Well, she will. I mean, she'll be able to come uh, – because you know what the editing process is. I mean, you can decide to be in there as much as as, as you want. But there's still – you know, sometimes you you look at stuff and you make notes and you – you have to walk away. It takes three yeah. days to implement those things. You know, as good as an editor as you can be with all the technology, it still takes a significant amount of time. So, yeah, yeah she'll come out. Uh, I don't think I'll have any time really, but she'll be able to come out yeah. here and there. But yeah, it kind of sucks. But that's the that's the biz. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But at a certain point, I can understand why people are like. I don't want the biz anymore. I just want to hang out with the person. And, uh, I,
1: I had a meltdown, uh I mean she tells it better because she was on the receiving end of the phone call, but <laughs> I was I was in London uh over September and October um writing the we're doing a third series of Todd and Margaret, so I was over there writing the story. We had broken the stories back in July, I'd go there and spend, you know, two weeks and came back for a little bit and uh, and i was looking at the possibility of uh doing um so i had todd margaret and then i had this other uh project that you know we as i said we went to sky with it and um and this these are good things the everything i'm describing is a good you know uh you you want this and uh and it looked very like sky was really interested and they uh and and because the show takes place in England and i was going to uh co-write them and i was going to direct them all and and all this um, i was looking at like i'm never going to get home and i when am i fucking gonna see you this is you know these are all good things yeah if they pick up the show then what you know all these great <laughs> wonderful things and uh i fucking started i was also like had had real trouble with jet lag and insomnia for the first week and i was uh, you know struggling to write these scripts and i was working on this other project and again all good things all things you want and uh but i was starting to i was having a meltdown oh. um but you know it, again you you just deal with it and we are together when we can and and yeah. you know
0: well you, know you are it. you forget that you're a person and you can only handle so much like of being of asking your body to put out more energy yeah
1: and at a certain point you just, you will rebel. But like, you just, I mean, it would all be good if, if I just want my wife there. But part of the problem was she, I think she had told me, like, oh, this movie that she was going to do, not not this movie that she directed, uh, but this thing that she would act in, uh, you know, that'll go during the summer. And, and it just fit in the calendar where, like, so the one time I could see you. The one time we can hang out, you're going to be on location on us in Australia. And uh, I got to, I mean, what the, I just started losing it. Like, you know, what if this show goes? I'm never, you know, all this. <laughs> you have to move to London. I don't give a shit. You have to move to London. You know, Take but- Hollywood with you. I don't know.
0: <laughs> what if she was like, no, fuck you. You have to
1: move to Australia. <laughs> Uh well that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, no. I No, I would of course go, but I would be in the middle of post on these other course, things. Yes, so I, yes. I I can't, you know, and it's uh it's it's just or the it sucks when your schedules are off, you know, and 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 the thing about this business is it's a, it's feast or famine, you know, you which I wouldn't certainly wouldn't choose, but you know, you work your ass off and you work six day weeks, ten, twelve hour days, and you know, uh, and then you know, you do this long project, you put all this t- time and energy into it, and then you don't work for three months, right? Yeah. You know, and you're like, at the end of that project, like, I just need a month off. But seven days into that month off, you're like, okay, I'm relaxed now. Let's uh, what else <laughs> yeah. we got? Never gonna work you know.
2: again. Are you yeah. gonna direct any of uh, the third season of Todd Margaret?
1: Mm-mm. no, i am uh uh actually giving the reins to this guy um uh more so than I did in the the past. I was really hands on it was very collaborative I was there for everything. I stayed in London for you know nine months and and i and that part of the deal was i just can't do that i can't I love London I love being here, but i, I don't want to be away from my wife and my, my dog and my house in new york and yeah. um So that was part of the process when we were uh, meeting potential directors. And this guy's great. I'm very, very... Oh, I think his last name is Hardwick. <gasps> yeah, what? yeah, with an e at the end. You know, end. some it of us, some are... Sir John Hardwick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but what he's off. Awesome. Show up and it's
0: just me with a monocle.
1: <laughs> <there>. Hello, David. <laughs> you just—I yes. don't know. what... I mean. have to stop hiring directors via Craigslist. <laughs> 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 no, I'm very excited, uh, uh, and I'm I'm really giving the reins over more than I ever have. So, we'll, uh, yeah, it's fine. probably I, a good thing.
0: I think when you're when you're younger, I think there's a feeling of like, I gotta do everything, man! And then when you get older, you're like, you know, I don't have to do everything, and there are people who are competent in their ways.
1: Yeah, I mean, this thing is so fucking close to me, though. It's uh, If it was a different project, I wouldn't feel that way, but uh, for me, this is just about, I can't take another you know, extended period away from my wife, and uh, I'm just getting too old. I feel like I'm missing... It just doesn't feel right. It's been years and years and years of You know, can I just have a couple months of, you know, normalcy and being where I live and where I enjoy living? And, um, and I can, you know, that's what, that was one of the great things about hits. I wrote it upstate, I shot it upstate, and then I did all the posts in the city, you know? And, uh, and I was home. It was like, I felt like I was home for the longest chunk I've had in years and years and years and years, you know?
0: Well, it, 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 you know, when people say, uh, The the idea that you expressed before about feast or famine, and people were like, Why do you work all the time? Why don't you take a break? I'm like, Because that's, you got to take the opportunities when you're getting them because they're not,
1: they don't always, you know, fish don't always just hop into the boat, you know? Well, that's what Amber was saying when I, when, you know, this this other show uh, uh, we were looking at, they were excited about. and, And, you know, she was saying just that, like, No, you have to do this. You don't get. You don't. This is an opportunity that is so rare that you can uh, write, create, and direct your own show that could last for series. That could. uh, It's a great idea. I don't want to say what it is, but it's this great, cool thing. And you, you have to do this. You have to fucking man up. And yeah, you'll eat dinner alone sometimes. And you know, uh, I, I seem to recall her. I might be imagining this. She said, "You know, go." get a prostitute suck your dick it's fine <laughs> she didn't say that no. i'm trying to make it up so that i can get away with that later yeah, yeah, see um it. no uh no but i mean she's like you you know just it'll be fine don't worry about it you you have to do this thing though you you can't not do it i was being a baby i was i was i had very little sleep and i was like you know Going back to my flat for you know the twentieth meal alone by myself watching shitty English television <laughs> uh, you know where's my girl? where's my wife where's my dog
0: <laughs> well uh, congratulations on the movie and it comes out I believe you said February thirteenth and February twelfth February
1: twelfth uh, which oh. is a Thursday is like the the big uh, all the the smaller town theaters you know all of, i mean it opens on february 12th and then we'll extend in other theaters for the week
0: cool it's yeah. good counter-programming for 50 shades of gray
1: <laughs> that that's that's why i wrote this movie <laughs> <laughs> Just to, it's like
0: it's like 50 shades of gray but uh but without any of
2: the different types of hits
0: right yeah oh yeah because he, he beats her up and then fucks her a lot right
2: isn't that what the movie is? I, I don't, know. don't know. I thought it was just it's
0: Twilight fan fiction.
1: I, I imagine the um, the theme song is like, 50 shades of grape, ba 50 shades of Grey, ba 50 shades of grape, ba not 49, not 48, not 51, not 52, but 50 shades of grape, yeah! Enjoy your burrito.